how mommy issues affect relationships. I'm Monty Boyd with Magnetizing Man, and after being a dating coach for 10 years, here's what I have seen. Now, number one, what we're going to actually talk about here before going to my 10 points, is talking about both sides, right? We're talking about like, if you are actually the daughter of a toxic mom, if you're the codependent pattern, or if you're dating a man who has like some mommy issues and therefore has certain behavioral patterns that he shows up with in the relationship that you're potentially in with him. So listen through that in those two different ears. Number 10 is uh, the fear of being seen and getting attention. And this usually goes more towards women, right? So if you were, so this is really important. When we have the fear of being seen, it usually means it wasn't safe to express your emotions or your desires or your talents or your joy, like in the presence of your mom. Now, this could have many different reasons, right? You could have had a narcissistic mom, number one, for sure. You know, and she, of course, unconsciously competes with you, you know, because she doesn't really feel good enough. And because it's all about her and she sees about like how her life is so sad, you know, and, you know, so she wishes like she was you and she had your youth and she had your talents. And because of that, she may have judged you as being, you know, too much or too bright, too loud. And to be frank, that was the case in my own childhood. You know, part of why I developed the fear to be seen is because when I was like skipping and dancing for the house, because I've always been like just a joyful spirit, like she would just say, oh, aren't you like, don't bother me, right? Like, do you have to do this again? Right? She was condescendingly rolling her eyes. And that, of course, gave me feedback of how I should perceive myself and how much or how little I should express my own joy. Now, this could be happening to you. So if that's the case, you may experience the fear of being seen and getting attention. And of course, in order to overcome that, you actually want to first of all breathe in that it's safe to be seen, right? Like you want to really learn that it's safe to be seen, that you're not going to get punished for it. You're not going to get belittled for it. You're not going to get, you know, um, any condescending comments for it, but rather that it's necessary for you to be seen, that it's important for you to be seen. So that's a very nice reframe. Number nine is unequal power balances, right? So this can actually be if you had struggles with your mom, if you're a woman, right? Or if you had struggles with your mom and you're a man, right? Because what can happen is if you like to say in a relationship, if you're watching this as a woman and um, and you're in a relationship with a man who had like all those issues with his mom, has a codependent pattern with her, then oftentimes you end up being sort of the stronger one right? Because he kind of like unconsciously wants you to be his mommy. So he's sort of like more in sort of that inner boy archetype, if you will. And so how that inner boy archetype presents itself is, you know, just kind of living in the moment, not really taking responsibility, just, you know, kind of like staying in the here now, right? Not really planning anything, being very spontaneous, um, you know, so things like that, right? So definitely more in his quote-unquote feminine. And then I can, of course, unequal power, cause unequal power balances because you 
then have to step up to the plate, right? And you have to take over. And look, I hear this from women all the time that I talk to that I were that were married, right? Now are divorced because they got sick and tired of being um you know, married to a man, but had this unequal power balance, right? Where he was just more in a feminine career and she just had to figure everything out and she had to hold the household together and she had to take care of the kids and she had to become more and more masculine, right? She had to become more and more the leader. So if that's the case, there's a really high chance that your partner or your ex, if you just view this now, right? Um, you know, had like some mommy issues, right? Number eight, is if you or your partner has a constant need for reassurance and validation. Now, that, of course, comes from your mom, like, of course, projecting onto you, like, all the things like, you know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't wear this or, you you know, you should color your hair this way or you should, you know, you know wear, wear those things or behave like this. And so there's this constant sort of, like, am I good enough, right? And so especially have had a more narcissistic mom, right? Or like sort of like a codependent mom, like you're constantly seeking sort of that reassurance and validation because that's how you actually found your own self-esteem, like through her, right? And so it's almost like you can't see yourself without almost like getting the approval from someone else, right? You can only see yourself if someone mirrors back an image of you. And that, of course, needs to dependencies and toxic patterns that are obviously not helpful. And of course, also anxiety patterns that can lead to a lot of self-sabotage, overthinking habits, right? And definitely low self-esteem. Now, I have a video on that, like how to overcome the need to for constant reassurance and validation um, that you definitely want to check out. But in this particular case, What's really important to do is like actually learning how to self-source. Now, what does that actually mean? That means instead of thinking like that the other person is the drink, right? So you're like going to them to get refreshed, to feel, uh, you know what I mean? To feel like a new perspective, to feel love, to feel alive. You're actually focusing more on that. You are the drink, right? So how can you access inside of yourself that you are loved, right? That you're loving yourself. You're reassure, reassuring of yourself. You're approving of yourself. Number seven is if you're being overly sensitive. Now, this can go both ways. Usually it's more when the man, uh, it's more like the, the man has the mommy issues, right? In a partnership because Again, he hasn't found really like an ability to step into the masculine side of things because he wants to be so liked by his mom, right? Or he did just didn't get approved by his mom. And so he wants to be more like sort of on the feminine side, be more emotionally expressive, right? But because that is, of course, distorted, which means that's actually not who he really is, he's like overly sensitive. And then again, that can make you feel very frustrated because you feel like, well, I don't have any room right? If you watch this, um, I don't have any room actually to be sensitive myself because I have to constantly hold space for my man, right? He can never hold space for me. When I'm getting angry, he gets overly sensitive, right? Or if I'm getting, you know, he gets overly sensitive. And so that can like be really frustrating, right? And so of course, in order to start to heal that for yourself, it's also like seeing, okay, why would I attract a man into my life who has 
those particular mommy issues, right? Like what is appealing about this dynamic to me? Like why is being in the masculine actually nice? You know what I mean? Um, so you want to kind of like uncover more of what contributed to you actually ending up in this dynamic. Now, number six, this got to be one of my favorites, is poor communication. And I'm going to tell you why, because we're going to go actually into more detail here, right? So quick story. Um, you know, remember, I told you the story that my mom kind of sort of like said, you know, don't bother me. I was trying to crawl into her mom, into my mom's bed. By the way, I was about the same age that my daughter is now. And so <laughs> it's so crazy for me to think that, you know, she would like reach the top of the bed and, and trying to crawl in and I'd be just like rolling on, like, don't bother me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, there's like no way. No matter how tired I am, like no matter how exhausted I am, no matter how I guess moody I am, although I'm not really that moody um, with her at all. Like, um, so what happens is, so if you learned sort of that you're a burden, don't bother anyone, then what you learned is that, oh, I better minimize my communication. But unfortunately, what that also means is you're actually increasing your level of assumptions. And I don't know if you heard the saying, but assume means make an ass of you and me. And the reason why is because you're filling in blanks that you have no idea if the other person knows about that. And I got to say, that is just basically the only thing that my husband and I are dealing with in our marriage is like some communication breakdowns where I thought like, well, I thought you said, like, I didn't know that you said, you know what I mean? Just this, you know, there's this piece of like, oh, I didn't communicate it. I didn't double confirm that. The reason being is because I have sort of like my default is like communicate less, assume more, right? Like just take more action. Don't ask a lot of questions because the trained, um, conditioned mind was like, just don't ask too many questions. You know what I mean? Just kind of let's go. You know what I mean? Just take action, figure it out, solve the problem. And you may relate to that, right? So in this particular case, if you like that, Right. So I highly encourage you to take a step back and to be like, did I just understand what this person really wanted from me? Right. Uh, did I really, you know, if you just sort of like feel like, I think I know what he means. Like I'm just going to fill in the blanks. Um, but you kind of like have just sort of almost this inkling that, um, I don't, I don't know exactly. Right. Like, but it just feels like 90%, you know, that's a good time to be like, Hey, I just, just double checking. Right. So. Are we leaving today at 4.30 or do I need to tell you that we're leaving or like, how do we handle that, right? So good ways, you know. Now, of course, you could say, Antje, I don't even know to remember that in that moment because I have such an unconscious pattern. Now, what you can do, I'm glad that you ask, is actually future pace yourself. And so what that means is you almost like wake up in the morning, you know, visualize how you remind yourself to ask the necessary questions, right? To make sure that you're like asking everything that you need to know, um, you know, when something is being communicated to really make sure, was I grounded? Am I in my body? So you have to kind of do this on a daily basis for a while because you're creating a new habit. So you can't expect yourself to remember something and to all of a sudden change your habit if you're not doing it on a regular basis, right? So, Try that out and let me know how it goes in the comment section. Number five, jealousy, right? And so that can actually go both ways too. Um, but with if you have like a mom 
And, uh, you know, again, she was like narcissistic or something along those lines, right? Then you can actually feel like become jealous because you actually start to feel insecure in your relationship with your mom, right? And then because you're insecure, of course, you felt like you're not good enough. You know, and I can relate to that like uh, a little bit, although I was like more in a fearful avoidant attachment style. So I would not let men know like if I cared or, you know what I mean? I was definitely not stalking on them or anything like that. Although then I was talking on one guy one time. So it's kind of interesting, right? If you're fearful avoidant, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, jealousy is so interesting. Jealousy also goes again with this theme that you're actually focusing more on the other person and, you know, looking at their Instagram profile, right? They have like clients who are like just looking at, you know, the eggs of the partner or who they're dating right now or who they were dating. And they're just sort of like focusing always like on the other person, right? And they're like, oh, he liked this profile and he liked this and he said this. I'm like, how did you know all of this? Well, you know, because I... I checked it out, you know what I mean? And so again, the invitation there is like like the opposite, you know? Why are you actually a catch? Actually coming back to yourself, right? That you are worthy, right? And that you are actually um, capable of like really attracting a dynamic into your life where you're being respected, where you're being cherished, right? And where your man is really honest and authentic with you, right? Because of course, the jealousy can also come from experiences of infidelity or a man lying to you or a man, you know, potentially, um, you know, um, even worse than that, like having a double face, like being a narcissist himself. So of course, I've heard this many, many times. And again, like, it's more about, like, healing this pattern, right? That, like, by you being jealous doesn't make the pattern better. And it also doesn't make a man turn around. But what makes you attract the man into your life that you can fully trust is actually by you trusting yourself. And that when you feel a red flag in the very beginning, that you actually act on it immediately. As opposed to giving the man then the benefit of the doubt. Number four is you have a difficulty seeing the self accurately, right? And this can really go back, especially if you had a narcissistic mom. Now, I talk a little lot about this because I have a lot of clients who come to me who have a narcissistic mom, who's sort of an emotionally unavailable mom, more rotating around themselves. And because of that, what ended up happening? So I let me walk you back into your childhood, right? So you wanted to please your mom, right? So you kind of like left yourself like you you left what you desired yeah you left like your own needs right because it's kind of like it doesn't matter like I need to make sure that mom gets her needs met because then I get the validation and reassurance that we talked earlier in return and that's of course what I needed way more right so then if mom says you're worthy when you achieve things you know when you're perform you know when you get the a then that's why you're worthy Right. And of course, that means you don't really see your own self-worth. You don't see yourself accurately. You see yourself through a distorted mirror, right? Because you're really abandoning yourself. And so again, like how can you reverse that is by actually seeing like, okay, if I was safe, you know, and everybody was happy, everybody got their needs met, you know, just like playing this game. Like, what is it that I actually really want? And it's not like that you need to have an answer for this right now. And I tell my clients this all the time. Look, you don't have to have an answer for this right now because your your nervous system is so numb 
that in that moment, you don't, you don't even know how to access your needs, right? You don't even know what that other to self part, like that, that, that receptor inside of you actually like feels like, looks like, right? You don't really have a relationship with it. And so because of that, like give it some time and just like be, hmm, what, what could I like? Or what did I like as a child? Or, you know, just like really just kind of observing when you have a preference, maybe you like a certain movie genre better than another and things like that, right? Learning to slowly focus on yourself and getting your needs met. Number three is making avoidance the default position. Now, this is very interesting, right? Because this can go both ways. So if you're dating right now a man who has mommy issues, like he could definitely be like, I'm not going to get into all of this, right? I don't, I don't want you to, you know, because if he got overpowered by his mom, then he may be like, I don't want to get into this. Like, I'm not, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm not going to get into this argument. And he becomes sort of defensive, right? Because he doesn't want to feel like a less of a man and he doesn't want you to tell him what to do. Um, not even that you were doing that, but because his mom was telling him to do that, he goes more in sort of like the avoidance um, default position can oftentimes lead even to an avoidant attachment style, right? If they had like sort of an overdoting, sort of like over uh, suffocating mom almost, you know what I mean? Like they're more likely to end up being more avoidant one in the relationship, right? However, it can also be uh, certainly true for you. If you had a narcissistic mom, if you had an emotionally unavailable mom, that you're also very familiar with avoidance as well, right? So if you had a narcissistic mom, then you will avoid to keep yourself safe because you don't want to be invaded. You don't want to have your boundaries crossed and you need to keep people at an arm's length, right? Or if you had an emotionally unavailable parent, then after a while, you know, that nervous system that actually has you like be co-regulated and has you be in a healthy emotional state, is so deregulated that all you how you can deal with it is just kind of numb it out and avoid it. It's just like, okay, I don't know what to say in this position. I don't know what to tell my girlfriend or I don't know what to say. Like, I'm just not going to say anything. So there's oftentimes a lot of delay in your communication. So going back also to the poor communication piece, that's another piece, right? We're really delaying because we're like, we're kind of avoiding because we don't really know. So we don't really like... um that was me. And I got myself into a lot of pickles, like delaying communication. And by the time I communicated something, I really hurt people's feelings and girlfriend's feelings because I just held on for so long and I could have really, you know, created so much more harmonious experiences um, if I had communicated earlier, right? So yeah, making the avoidance the default position. So that's really about learning to say something right away. And something that I, I teach my women all the time, how it could simply look like, it says, if you're on a date and you feel like the guy said something and I don't really like what he said, like to somebody just say, hmm, hmm, I don't know, like something didn't, like I'm, I'm being with what you just said, right? So you're kind of like expressing your hesitation and you're kind of expressing sort of like, mm, okay, I'm feeling a little bit of a lean out, right? Like, um, I don't know exactly why. I don't need to know why to start to talk about it. So that's the practice for you. So even as the smallest thing, you learn to actually talk about it because that will then avoid number two, replicating the mother bond in relationships. Now, if you're dating a man who has mother issues, when he replicates the mother bond in relationships, that could, of course, 
B, that he goes so much into resistance that he causes you to nag on him, which is exactly what his mom did, right? But it's because he's like emotionally unavailable, right? It's because he doesn't communicate. And then the more you attempt to communicate with him, the more he's going to get into a shell, right? And he's like, nope, nope. And so he's going to replicate this exact toxic mother bond in the relationship with you. You can, of course, create the same pattern, right? If you had a narcissistic mom like I did, like you can replicate a bond that you feel like sort of like your partner is the narcissist, right? And, you know, here you go again, like you're not getting the attention. Here you go again. Your partner goes first. You know, he has the most successful business. He gets to do all the things and you get to stay home with the kids or whatever the case may be, right? So some of it may really hit home right now. Um yeah, replicating the mother bond in relationships. And again, you want to identify, wait, hold on a second. When you're in a dynamic, you always want to say, whose dynamic am I in? And you, when you ask yourself this question, you realize, wait a minute, I'm in a, in, in not my dynamic, not my chosen dynamic. Uh, so I, I'm, I want to create a different dynamic, right? And what that takes is stepping into a different archetype. You know, so if you were normally sort of in the mother one, like get into the little girl one, right? Or get into the queen or the wild woman one. So that's what I teach my women in my program more in detail. And finally, number one, if you have mommy issues, you may have difficulty setting boundaries. So just this could show up with your partner in the relationships um, with your man, right? So if he has mommy issues with his mom, um, difficulty setting boundaries, right? He's just like not really being truthful with you. And he's like, yeah, sure. No, I love it. Yeah, sounds totally great. Yeah, let's do it, right? And so, but there's sort of like this passive aggressiveness, this unconscious like sort of, you know, resentment, right? Because he's really sort of resentment to himself that he really didn't stick up to himself, to his mom. And so now he's also not sticking up to you. And so that's a really hard time, right? But also if you had like a, you know, narcissistic mom yourself or, um, you know, an emotionally unavailable mom, of course, you also have a hard time setting boundaries because either you were guilt tripped for it, right? Or you just feel extremely, uh, uncomfortable setting those boundaries because it was always about other people. And then if you feel like their disappointment, it's really tough for you because you're very sensitive in a really in the best ways, right? You're like really empathic. I consider this actually your gift. Like some people are like, I'm not sensitive. And I'm like, I was always shamed for that. But I actually consider it a gift. So I mean that as a compliment, right? Um, so again, you have to like learn to set boundaries without guilt, right? You have to actually learn that when you set boundaries, you actually gain more trust. You build more trust to yourself and to the other person. And finally, as a bonus is negative self-esteem getting in the way of the relationship, right? And that is just simply because like you were in so much competition or, you know, you this codependent patterns that you never got to be really who you are, right? You never got to really express your purpose. You never got to really, um, what you think, what you say, what you do, like that never was really in alignment for you, right? And because of that, it's really sort of getting in the way because you're making up all those stories that your partner is interested in someone else or that you're not good enough or all of these things, right? All the self-sabotage patterns are getting in the way of the relationship or you all of a sudden start to in a toxic way start like to test your man right like to be oh how much do you really love me now how about now when I'm like a big bitch you know or how about now when I sent you accidentally the wrong text message and 
what do you do now when you actually receive like how I really feel or think about you? Are you still going to love me? So this is sort of this toxic pattern, right? Of like sort of testing men and really see if they really love you. And that, of course, totally gets in the way of actually building trust and having a long-term relationship. Well, look, if you will resonate with all of this, then get my free training to discover the five simple shifts to get the relationship you want by going to getlovetraining.com or click the link now in the description or simply in the comments below. Ladies, I had so much fun hanging with you. I'll see you next time. Leave comments below. Lots of love. Take care. Bye-bye.